he believes to be of quality. But there is, unseen by most, an episodic horror-based TV show. A show that still holds up. A show called Tales from the Dark Side. Life is a stage, my son, and only the best actors win. You get my drift, son. You see the way things really are. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Talks from the Dark Side, the podcast where we talk about the 80s horror anthology television show, Tales from the Dark Side, created by George Romero and Richard Rubenstein. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. Today we're talking about If the Shoe Fits, written by David Gerald and Armand Mastroianni, and directed by Armand Mastroianni from May 12th, 1985. So right off the gate here, we have to say, this is a pretty fun episode. What do you think? It is the wackiest one of yeah. the season, easily. I really like it. It's I think goofy. it's good. Yeah. It's so goofy. It's 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 a great political satire. Oh. And um it's just a we it's just we'll get into it, but like there's so many weird aspects to this. Yeah. From alcoholism yeah. to oh supernatural and this has like a very Barbecue. like bar- <laughs> <laughs> it has like a very shining feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Like uh, it, that it, I like. It feels like a Tales episode, don't get me wrong, but it's like you're right, we've had episodes that have had comedy in it, and there's been a couple that the comedy's been more in the forefront than the horror or the sure. supernatural, but this one is just, outside of some stuff like when you when you put yourself in the literal shoes of the character, like the rest is all comedy. Like they, They're having some existential crisis going on here, yeah. but but the viewer and everybody else is laughing at this motherfucker hardcore. I think, I think this thing is you laugh at it, not with it, Yeah, and I think that's why it works so well, yeah. because it's obviously silly and goofy, but like... Again, this the satirical elements in this really fu- are fucking great. Uh, and it's a topic, you know, we, we don't really ever get heavy into politics, but the political satire is just it's it, it's something that I just I found hilarious throughout because I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's oh, over yeah. the top. It's silly. It's and goofy. That's the one word we have to really stress here. Yeah. It's a goofy episode. Well, that's my politics. Yeah. It's all bullshit. And like, look at all this, like, <laughs> look at all the the uh, the set dressing. we have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get the idea of what. <laughs> Don't forget. Vote for gum. Vote for bow oh, gums. Yeah. Vote for bow gums. Yeah. Barbecue. <laughs> Barbecue the sauce, American dream. the American dream, happiness, chicks with tits walking around, <laughs> parades banging on drums, America. Barbecue, <laughs> BBQ. Good old fashioned uh, American food, apples. You can eat an apple for the kids, popcorn, peanuts, that's clams. That's pretty much how. Yeah, that's how this guy is. Yeah. That's how he talks. Yep. That's the mentality here. Yep. That everybody's a, well, that everybody is a fucking fool. And they just want wow. to be happy. They don't care about the tax increase. No, no as long as they're put on a show. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. don't want to get too into it because we're, we're going to talk about yeah. it. But that's I just love that it's just lampooning these politicians oh, that are full time. of shit. Yeah. And you got you got to entertain the little people like us, you know, yep. <laughs> as we find out. So um, this is based on a short story by Lewis Haber. OK, so I don't know if it was. Uh, like in that Tales from the Dark Side book. That we we have the novelization yeah. versions of it. I don't remember. I don't know if it's there or where to find it, but we we'll get back to you on that one. But um, 
I know we kind of already let the cat out of the bag on this one, but let's go to the Fangoria synopsis. So here's the uh, official synopsis from the official Fangoria episode guide. A glad-handing, phony politician arrives at a remote hotel intending to win the favor of the local yokels. Local yokels. There it is. (laughs) There you go. I like that little uh, alliteration there. Yeah. With a parade of meaningless pomp, the (laughs) campaign trail takes an unexpected twist when the hotel bellboy and maid literally transform the candidate into a circus clown, (laughs) complete with floppy shoes. There it is. I mean, they yeah. fit. If or, or rather, do they fit? If the shoes, if, if the shoes fit. fit, yeah, for sure. Uh right off the fucking bat, man. <laughs> and this is one of those ones outside of like the end scene. That's all one location, just this hotel room. Oh yeah, I, I really like that about. Th- well, there's two locations technically. Oh uh, well, yeah, the, the campaign no, man, the other office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty oh, of the okay, episode, okay. then let me introduce some of these people. So, um, so this is directed by Armand Mastroianni. Now, this was crazy because we were sitting there and it's just not a name that's familiar to me. Yeah. Right. I thought he was the troll two guy. (laughs) No, that's um, (laughs) that right out of my fucking brain. See you later. Um, But he did do the clairvoyant. He knows you're alone. The Supernaturals was a big one. I was like, holy, I didn't realize that he did that. Um, Cameron's Closet was another one. And he did eight episodes of Friday the 13th, the series. So Which he's actually like in this little world of like 85 around this world of yeah. like horror and stuff. He's got some serious, you know, credits under his he's belt. He's kinging and he's picking up, he's picking up uh, all of these like uh, side gigs doing the, the TV shows. And that's, uh, he, it's, it's in his element too, mm-hmm. which is fucking cool. Yeah. So good for him. And it's like, if you look at what he's done and then this episode, it's like, that's kind of a weird, it's a, it's a you weird know? like contrast yeah. to it. Yeah. Um, and this is written by David Gerald. Now, I just want to bring him up real quick because he's done uh, he's done a lot of Star Trek stuff mm-hmm. for okay. Deep Space Deep Space Nine and Babylon Five. A lot of it, a lot of it. Um, and he did a lot of the the eighties uh, Twilight Zones. He did oh, okay. a couple real Ghostbusters episodes, mm-hmm. and he wrote for Sliders, among other things. There's a bunch of other stuff. But I thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. So this one has finally has some like credits we can talk about. Yeah, the other ones are like, oh, this guy did a Monsters episode. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. <laughs> That's gonna yeah. <laughs> But here we got some people with some actual, you know, credits under yeah. the belt. I mean, I mean, even our lead character as he walks in the room, uh, Bo Gums, played by uh, Dick Sean, not 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 this Dick Sean, uh, no, not th- Sean's no, dick. Yeah. No, and no, there's no. The dick joke. Uh, <laughs> couldn't help myself. Sorry. Um, I, I'm familiar with him from the original producers. He plays I forget the name of the character, but the guy who comes in to play Hitler. That they think is gonna tank the fucking show. That's yep. him. Yeah. And oh my god. He's such a he's so flamboyant and, and and saying all his lines wrong. That obviously, if you've seen the producers, it does really well. And then Mel Brooks is sweating big time. Yeah. Springtime for Hitler in Germany. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh. So I was like, holy shit. And his other uh fun little credit is uh he's the voice of the Snow Miser. Yeah. I'm Mr. Yeah. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. That's him. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of wild too. I think we've Holy had cow. we've had two Rankin and Bass alumni so far on this show. <laughs> the first one is what's his face from um, uh, I'll give you a million. Yeah, who oh. did the Winter Warlock from uh, Year Without a Santa Claus? Oh, my favorite. No, not Year Without a Santa Claus. That's uh, this one. Santa Claus is coming Santa to town. Is coming yep. to town. Yeah. yeah. One foot in front. Of- <laughs> I think I sang it on the episode, but now I have a visual to add to it. <laughs> uh, he's also in Love at First Bite, uh, the '80s Twilight Zone, Fairy t- uh, Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. Oh. Hi, I'm Shelley Duvall. Hi. Yeah, let's put that clip in. There. <laughs> Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Hello, 
I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Hello, I'm Shelly Duvall. Amazing stories he's been in. Um, Angel? Yep, he was in Angel, the first one. Yeah, there's three of those movies. Oh, I thought you were talking about the TV show. No, 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 no. Angel, like the street walking, you know. She's a street student by day, street yes. walker by night. Yeah. Never even heard of it. It's pretty good. Okay. You mean you're not familiar with the Angel Trilogy? <laughs> now I am. Now, now I got to look it up. The Holy Angel Trilogy. Yeah. Also coming the Criterion Collection. Yeah, yeah. We're going to keep that joke going <laughs> yeah. from the last episode. Somebody just put that out. Like the Angel Trilogy. Or one of them. Vinegar Syndrome. They must have. I, I feel like I just saw Avenging Angel somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Somebody put it out. Or Severin or somebody. I don't know. Um, so where does Michael fit in on the Angel Trilogy? <laughs> He's also in Captain EO. Really? Yeah. The, the the ride that I had the pleasure of experiencing again as an adult, but apparently it's gone again. So that sucks. Yeah. I, I, I the saw Michael it. Jackson, George Lucas yeah, classic. Yeah. I, I saw it probably uh, a decade back. Yeah. So it's, Oh, you did? Uh, I think... Behind the scenes ballpark bullshit, but it's like just uh, remember that a decade back is like uh, it might have been longer. It actually might have been when I was like eighteen, so yeah, like it, maybe ten or twelve years. Yeah, yeah, I saw it in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, back in like the prime Epcot days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw it then, and then I saw it like as an adult. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it was there. My one memory of like seeing Captain EO is throwing. I, this is one of those memories that just sticks in your brain. <laughs> is like throwing a thing of ice cream into like the three D glasses bin. Oh you know, you're supposed God. to give them back. You fucking did. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember the first time I saw it when I was younger. Not not to go off on a whole dot, you know, Captain EO side tangent, but I remember the theater was fairly packed. Maybe not to the brims, but it was packed. Saw it again when I was like in my late teens. It was like barely anybody in there. It was the greatest day because Epcot does the food and wine fest. So I literally ah. went around in a big circle and drank and ate delicious foods and drinks and then saw fucking Captain EO. It was the best day That's of the whole nice. trip. Yeah. Sign me up. No. Well, I know we can't now, but dessert well. with Michael Jackson. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Jackson. <laughs> so, Bogums. Yes, yep. Mr. Gums. Let's get back to him, <laughs> Mr. Bogums. Mr. Bogum. Mr. Gumbos. Maybe this guy's an asshole. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> like, let's hardcore. To say. You don't say. <laughs> he is a Southern fried jackass yeah. who is just mugging to everybody he's like oh the little people and like oh you know i'll go, go vote for yeah. vote for bogum he's like permanently at like an 11 with everybody he talks to i can't wait we're gonna go have some barbecue yeah. and there's gonna be a fucking marching band and we're gonna it's like shut up political yeah. shit he's like that pimple in the back of your ass you just can't reach <laughs> and it's like throbbing okay he's, he's in like a fucking <laughs> periwinkle suit yeah 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 and, and they kind of had to play this up and you know, you find out as the episode goes on that there's something else yeah. happening, but the 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 maid character, I guess I'll call her, and the the bellhop, they kind of intentionally make them seem like they don't, ha they're not all there, they're not playing with a full deck. That's the whole thing because he perceives them as idiots, right? Yeah. So then, therefore, they are idiots. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talking down to him is like, listen, listen, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Peter, that's a that's a that's a you're a little boy. That's a good name for a little boy. Yeah. Or what does he say to Mimi? He's like, uh, Mimi, that's a little name for a woman of big stature yeah. or something oh, corpulent yeah. super mario brothers everybody <laughs> oh she's corpulent very corpulent yeah. um but yeah she leaves the room and i love this bit where uh before yeah. bogums actually shows up he's got like a fruit platter there and she takes a bite out of an apple and just turns it around and puts it back that's a great joke 
because it comes back later yeah, yeah, yeah. in like the best way. Yep. But he gets a call from like his campaign manager and immediately the switch turns off. But, you know, this guy, he's not really he doesn't have any spatial awareness. We find out. Well, yeah. Um, so, or does he? So there's a maid and a bellhop and they're like the two main characters. They're always in the room, like doing shit for him and mm-hmm. getting them stuff. And um, yeah, he gets a call from his campaign manager. And again, he's like, he's like, Bo, I got everybody's breathing down my neck. Like, are you going to talk about the tax breaks and the and the uh, I, I don't uh, what, what was it? The the the, the scholarship thing, the insurance yeah. payments yeah. or like all of the, you know, actual shit that people are worried about, you know, like important topics, important topics that he needs to tackle. And he's yeah. like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. He's like, they don't care about all that tax, but they want to eat barbecue with barbecue, so extra sauce in every yeah. pan. I became a uh, politician for the orgies and the cocaine, obviously. <laughs> oh, oh, Peter, you're in the room still? Uh, <laughs> hey, Peter, you didn't hear any of that. No, he did. And he's like, he's like, that's how you handle it, man. That's how you handle things, son. Yeah, like yeah. a jackass. And then, you know, Peter's just like, oh, okay, oh, okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Gums. I appreciate it, Mr. Gums. And uh, we're kind of at this point now that then now that you've got the setup, like you already kind of know this guy's a douchebag. But then when you see him make that phone call, like you're, you're really getting it. And it's like, all right, what is the angle here? And he's like, well, Peter, let me tell you all about it. And you get this like this shot of Peter like, oh, yes. Yeah, explain it. It's like, <laughs> all right, what's up with this Peter guy? Something's <laughs> off. You know, Peter. Politics is a game. It's, it's entertainment. It's a show. Yeah. You got to entertain yeah, the little people. Want. Give them what they want. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And, yeah. And he's he's like, sitting there. Just listen. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Like, Bogums. Completely devoid of like yeah. thought. And I love how he literally has like his campaign poster like in the fucking uh, hotel room. Yeah, it tells the guy to hang it up on the wall yeah. like on the hotel. Yeah. Just. Puts up his little poster. It's like a picture of him, and he's like going like this, and it says the like friendliest candidate, the, friend, the happy the candidate. candidate, yeah, the yeah, happy, yeah, yeah, candidate. happy candidate. So uh, need to get that poster, yeah, <laughs> make him print it up. He takes his suit off, like Joe said. It's like kind of this like light, you know, baby blue periwinkle kind of suit, and he's he's in this like ridiculous like vote for gums like uh, uh, tank top, yeah. and he's got like these uh, these white you know uh, boxer shorts that just have American flags all over them, and two big ones on each ass cheek, <laughs> or spangled undergarments. Yeah, and he's practicing his speech for this big barbecue he's going to. But he orders like a thing of bourbon too. He's oh, like, bring well, up the bourbon, yeah. Mimi. So she comes in with it, and he's like dancing with her and stuff, and being a real scumbag. He's like, watch how I handle the yeah, little just people. Still, su- just such an asshole. It's gross. Like, yeah. oh, why? Thank you, Miss Mimi. Yeah. You're and the they're, and they're all just trying to be civil and like polite to him. Yeah, and he's like working on right. working for those tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, the things I do for a vote or some shit for like two that. Votes. Two measly yeah. votes. Yeah. Like, okay, dude. Yes. So then his whole thing is like, you know, hey, Peter, you're going to, you know, press this suit for me and bring it back. And like, you know, then he's practicing his speech and he's like, where the hell is that boy? So then he gets a knock on the door. They got the suit. Well, the second, if you're paying attention, you're like, what the? This suit looks off. Dude, he got that from the killer clowns. It's like in this like <laughs> silvery, sparkly yeah, bag. Glittering as the guy's bringing it in. Yeah. Yeah. But he's not, he's not really paying attention. Well, he, he hangs it up it, in the yeah. closet. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, Peter leaves. He finally starts opening up this fucking uh, this cellophane, and he's like, "This isn't my suit, <laughs> mind you." He's been drinking. Oh, he's he's loaded like the past couple hours. And he's the been, guy he calls, what yeah. I guess his like the campaign, campaign manager, manager calls him. Yeah, 
And he's like, you're not hitting that sauce, are you? And he's yeah. like, no. He's got a glass in his hand. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like, Bo, where the hell are you? It's almost time to start. Mm. And he's like, he's like, Louie, you hear that? And there's like circus <laughs> oh, music playing. going insane. Yeah, he's just going crazy. Like he's having the DTs or some yeah. shit. Right. I love that with the circus music because he keeps yeah. hearing that. And he's like, yeah, you like you just said, are you hearing that? He's like, yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't hear circus there's music. There's a like, circus oh. in town. And yeah. Someone's <laughs> fucking with me. He's like, I'm going to be competing with no circus. Yeah. You better run them out of town. <laughs> You're going to a fucking barbecue. What are you even talking about? Yeah. Get some cotton candy while you're there. Screw it. <laughs> but throughout this throughout this whole exchange, before he opens the suit, I just wanted to mention this. Sure. Peter is like disappearing and wow. reappearing in places. And he thinks that he leaves. And he's like, oh, where you been? Son? Where did you come from, son? And the whole time he's fucking drinking. And he's just like hitting the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and that comes up a couple times because we like, were laughing when we saw it. It's like yeah. they say sauce. Like, you well, want that sauce again? Well, his campaign manager's like, whoa. God damn it, Bo! My ulcer is gonna be, is on fire. Like you I better not be hitting my belly. Yeah, you better yeah. not be hitting that sauce again. Yeah, with Peter, it's like he comes in and out of the room a couple times, and it's like the way it's shot. Yeah, when he's like when um you know Bo's in the in the shower like singing to himself and everything, got a little shower cap on and everything. Yeah, well, it's creepy. Yeah, because the hands come in and like yeah. take his suit. It's sort of it's definitely shot in like a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> Like first person coming in yeah. the room, you see the clothes yeah. in the bed and everything, mm-hmm. and the hand just comes in. I, I, I like too, but you're right. Before he actually opens the suit, there is one other uh, thing that it's not important, but I like it because it does play into a joke later. Where uh, when he brings the suit in, Peter, he also has like a vase of flowers. He's like, "Yeah, one of your uh, supporters gave this to you, or the hotel or something." He's like, "Ah, isn't that nice? The little people, how very neighborly of them." <laughs> yeah, give this rose to, to Miss Mimi oh, for yeah. me, would you? It's kind of great. Yeah. And then, yeah, he does open up the suit and he's like, what the fuck? And it's got, it's, <laughs> it's actually, I think, ridiculous. bigger than this, honestly. It's so ridiculous. It's a huge button that says, like, folk gums. Yeah. And it's a clown suit with, like, the big hula hoop uh, belt. Uh, belt uh, waist. And it's like his clothes that he left in yeah. the bed to have pressed. Gigantic tie. Clown, yeah. yeah, clown version. The bow tie is, like, this big. <laughs> um, and he's like, and he just laughs at it and puts it in the, in the uh, closet and closes it. Because he's fucking drunk at this point. Yeah. He's, he's sauced. And he's like, oh, that's crazy. But then the door keeps opening. And this time when it opens, like there's like a light no, shining a... on the suit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, cr- it's weird. Like yeah. a ghost or something's opening it. Yeah. yeah, Roger Cobb's house. That's where he's staying. Yeah, in his yeah, grandma's big, room. Big Ben keeps opening it on him. Yeah, <laughs> It's a raccoon yeah, in Mick M- M- Garris' son. <laughs> Steve Myers, whoever the fuck it was. <laughs> One of them. Steve Myers. Um, with that horrible haircut, by the way. Anyway. Uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so then he's like, he's talking to Peter. What, what, what the hell did you do with my suit? This isn't my suit. He's like, what are you talking about? Yes, it is. Try it on. But it looks so nice on you, Mr. Gums. Put in, put on the pants. Try them on. And he doesn't even like argue with him. He's like, this is stupid. He's like, it's kind of, it's a little silly. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> like stupid. this at this point. <laughs> like, yeah, he just puts them on. Come on, try them on. I'm sure it'll be great. Well, 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 Mr. Gums, of course it's silly. You don't have your jacket on yet. <laughs> It's put the jacket on, Mr. Gums. It's going to look great. He's so confused. Yeah. He's like, I don't. What? Uh, and then when he does get it all on, he just is like, I look like a fucking clown. And he's like, oh, forgetting one detail. He reaches for one of those roses, puts it in the pocket. And he's like, what the heck? What is that going to do? Peter, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and I love that. It's a, fu- a, a prop, a flower that just shoots water out of it. Yeah. It's kind of great. So it's his, so silly. So his campaign manager knocks on the door and he's like freaking out, like crying, like in his like I don't know. He's doing this thing where he's like bent over, like looking through his legs. And he's like, Bo, what the fuck are you doing, Bo? 
He's like, do you have any idea what time it is? We got to get to this goddamn barbecue. And he's like, look, I can't go out dressed like this. And he's like, Bo, what are you talking about? You just, you're wearing your suit. You look yeah. fine. Turns around. He's completely normal. Yeah. Yeah. And they do a zoom in on the fucking Jack Daniels on the counter. You've and- been hitting that sauce again, haven't you, Bo? He's <laughs> like, what are you doing? He's like, ah. Uh. Don't worry about it. But in his mind, which, again, you know, I love that about this episode that they're just making him see what he really is, a fucking clown. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. So he's like, I don't look strange to you. And he's like, Bo, you look like yesterday's grits. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. You're fine. Like, (laughs) it'll be fine. Let's go. We get like enough bullshit. All right. We're a little public appearance. It's a little late in the campaign. If you work on your appearance. change, Change how you look. So he leaves, but he grabs the apple that Mimi took a bite of from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> he goes to bite it, and there's a bite out of it, and he thinks Bo did it. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like one of those like quick throwaway gags. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like, like they didn't have to throw that in there. No, but it's like Bo has done something like that yeah. before, or like that is like that is like the, the incarnate of of what this man's done to this guy yeah. right he, he always get like you know takes a bite out of his apple or yeah. you know what i mean yeah before getting handed it to him right the yeah. personification of of the bullshit that he puts this guy through so then he's kind of still like oh man i, I don't know if i could do this because to him he still sees the clown outfit and peter and mimi are like it's okay mr gums it'll be okay <laughs> Oh, Mr. Gums, put your shoes on, Mr. Gums. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the, silly ass clown shoes. Giant clown shoes. The 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 title, if you will, uh, as he puts the clown shoes on, and that, that's before Louis actually gets there. Yeah, yeah. I just forgot that part because yeah. he's like rolling over. He like screams at one point. <laughs> yeah, he's going nuts. Does a backflip. The sauce. Yeah, <laughs> under the couch ca- or not the couch, the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So then we get this like I guess this is a maybe I guess you're technically your. That the, the third location, this final scene. Oh, man, it's great because, like, he's dressed up like a clown and Mimi comes in and she's like, why, Mr. Gums, you're so handsome. And she kisses him on the mouth and that, like, transports him and puts clown makeup all over his face. Yeah, yeah. this part is, like, straight up surreal. It's bonkers because now we're under, like, the big top. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about killer clowns. Well, yeah, it, it weird, weird thing, but it kind of gave me, like, an extra vibe. Okay, I guess I could completely. Do you see know that. what I'm saying? Yep. Not necessarily the the movie itself. It's, it's the isolated shot. It's the isolated the shot. Lights. Yeah, and yeah. the backlights, and it's just bizarre the way that it's like acted and and like and like put together. I've never seen Extro, but I'll say it kind of reminded me of Dumbo a little bit, kind of. Or or you know, if you've been to the circus, uh, but I will watch that now, and uh, I will get that reference. If you've eventually. seen Dumbo, you're you'll be prepared for extra oh okay okay <laughs> very great. very great. similar uh, it's got big ears i can make it fly yeah. obviously shoots peanuts out it of its nose fly, walks can... backwards yeah. okay okay <laughs> extra uh, flies through the air yeah oh okay with his ears hmm. no isn't, isn't that him back there no that's sinjanor oh man I, I, I nobody assassinate me in my chair i'm I, I'm, I'm trying but uh yeah you gotta give mr sinjanor his due yeah 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 you're right you're yeah. right i gotta see both of them now right. god damn it but yeah and he kind of just uh he looks lost, like he doesn't even know. And now Mimi and uh, Peter both have like rosy cheeks, kind of yeah. clown makeup ass. They're throwing glitter and shit, and they're like, "You're a master showman, Mister Gums." Yeah, it's like, is this a dream or like a nightmare? I, both. 
Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to go make them laugh, Mr. Gums. Yeah. Come on. You hear like weird applause in the background. And he's like a clown now. And he's like, oh, he's got like a sign and he's spinning in a circle. Like imagine if he was actually at the barbecue imagining this. I think he is at the barbecue. Well, he gets, he gets in his car yeah. to Mr. go to the barbecue. Mr. Gums, your car's your arrived. Car is here. Yeah. They like move out of the way. It's this tiny little it's goofy a clown car. car. Oh, I I was rolling. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, man, every scene they make this like funnier and funnier and funnier. And I I kind of forgot for a hot minute that this was a tales episode, even though it still felt like one. Yeah. And then he fucking he he like he hesitates for a second, <laughs> and then he's like gets in it and just starts driving it away and i'm thinking like the real thing that's actually happening here like is like what are people thinking while they're watching this idiot think he's a clown ladies and gentlemen my fellow americans we're gonna have a good time barbecue does the usual thing and he's just nothing changed he's doing his thing now he's in clown makeup but I, i think sean nailed it like he now fully sees himself as he really is yeah and uh it's pretty that's what he gets. Pretty insane. Would you say the shoe did fit? They totally did ah, fit. They yeah. they fit so well they couldn't come off. <laughs> He's trying hard. <laughs> He's like Kramer in that episode of Seinfeld with the blue jeans. Can't get them off. He needs he needs Jerry to rip them off him. <laughs> so uh, so what do we think about this episode? I like this a lot. Honestly, this might be my favorite episode of the season. Straight up. Oh really? And, wow. And, Your favorite so far? I think it's either this or the odds. Okay. Um, I think the odds. Uh, it, it is a better episode in the sense of it gives you all the uh, tales elements, mm. but I just I don't know, man. I, I always love a good comedy, and and I, I hate to keep saying it, but making fun of politicians in this way with this actor with the whole clown gimmick is just like the funniest fucking thing in the world to me because it's just it it shows them for their true colors. Now, obviously, I'm not going to get in a whole political t- side tangent, but like there's politicians maybe that that doesn't apply to, but so many over the decades, centuries. Are this man. Most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a really good uh, spoof on that concept in the Tales uh, from the Dark Side universe. And uh, might not be the best episode. I think Chris was telling me a stat earlier that maybe other people don't think so at all. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this is actually like the lowest rated episode. I I don't get that. 4.5 out of 10. That that kind of blows my mind because I like this one a lot. And... uh, yeah, it's I, I I don't know what else I could say. It's definitely in my top five so far. It's for what it is. It's like usually I'm not a big fan of the like the silly or the goofy ones. I like this one because mm. of how it's goofy good. and just it's just stupid it is. <laughs> it's like the guy also the actor. He's like he carries this whole episode. Oh, 100%. it's just like a treat to watch this guy and yeah. just this obnoxious uh, politician guy. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a good. It's a good silly goofy episode. I like it. It's great. And like, as funny as it is, there is an underlying thread of dread running through the entire thing. Sure. And I think that's why it really works. Like, it's funny just because like, you know, like Dick Sean is funny, mm. but uh, and like all the, the stuff, the stuff with him, like boozing it up and putting the, the clothes on and shit is hilarious um, and his one liners and stuff. But like, there are some legitimately weird, creepy uh, uh, scenes in this again, like the POV of the guy taking the clothes. Yeah. When we zap in and out of 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 like his delirium is very shocking, and even like when he has the realization that he might be going crazy, or maybe that he's just drunk and hallucinating, or whatever it might be. Um, I don't know for an Italian guy to fucking nail the political political satire of America is pretty hilarious to me. And like, is that what 
foreigners see when they uh, look so, at our politics? I mean, if, if we're seeing it, I would have to imagine that yeah. they're seeing it too. So, um, yeah, it, it's just a, it's. I fucking hate politics. Um, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm not for either side or anything. I think it's all a bunch of bullshit, and this is very <laughs> on brand for my opinions of of, uh, of all that stuff. And it ties these weird super supernatural elements together with something that shouldn't be creepy, yeah, or weird, yeah. And I and I do like that, you know, not to keep beating the point home, yeah. but it's like like you said that exis- existential dread throughout. Yeah, and that too. Yeah, that, that that's the other that's the other thing I wanted to say. Okay, yeah, yeah uh, just but 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 at the end, it's it, it's not a happy ending, but like you don't give a shit because fuck this guy. <laughs> I don't like just like kind of like the pilot almost. But now he's like he he's even more so blissful blissfully ignorant. Uh, wow, you know what I mean? Because now, not only is he at the barbecue doing clown tricks, throwing you know uh, bowling pins in the air. Not only like is driving he... off into the darkness in his clown yeah. car. Well, you know it's a joke, and I like a good joke. But when you, it's a joke and it's a bad joke, it becomes a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, I do. <laughs> he doesn't realize he's an asshole at first, and then realizes he's an asshole, and then totally fucking owns, completely and, embraces, and it. then completely embraces it. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So yeah, that's If the Shoes Fit. Um, And until next time, I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. And I'm Chris Barr. from the dark side is always there, waiting for us to watch it, waiting for us to hit play. Until next time, try to find it on DVD and watch along with us.